welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. Two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations on two different coasts, talking about faith, culture, the Bible, and the ins and outs of church ministry. My name is Kevin Sheehan. I'm the associate pastor of Reformed Presbyterian Church, a PCA church in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. I'm Matt Curtis, pastor of Decision Life Church and Evangelical Free Church in Wairika, California. Welcome to the podcast. Glad you could join us. Today, we're planning on talking about 10 things that we enjoy about worshiping together again. Obviously, we're hitting that time when many churches are reopening. Many already have. Some uh, will be uh, shortly. And there's this thing that we've been looking forward to, in Matt's case, have already experienced, uh, that we just enjoy about, about being together again to worship with our respective churches. So, Matt, you've been worshiping now for three weeks together? Yeah, that's right. We've had three Sundays with, the, with people in the building. So my situation is a little different. This is June 15th, um, yesterday. Well, next, next, this coming Sunday, the 21st, will be the first time that we meet together again in person. But yesterday, I actually preached at a different church about 45 minutes away. Uh, so that was interesting to go to worship for the first time in three months, and it wasn't even at my own church. It wasn't even like with my people, so to speak. So did you like tape your thing on Saturday and then go preach on Sunday? Is that what you had to do? Well, this was Tom's week to preach. So he, uh, he recorded on Saturday, but that's what I would have done. It worked out okay for you then? Yeah, so it worked out okay because I didn't have to prepare two different sermons. Right. So Matt, you're the uh, expert yeah. now since you've been meeting together for three weeks. So why don't you yeah. start us off? If there's one thing we've learned... Uh, from social media in these days that you don't have to actually be an expert. You just have to say that you are, whether it's etymology or race relations or whatever, you just have to declare yourself an expert and you are. And so in that spirit, well, see, I just declared it for you. So even well, better. yeah, sure. Even better. Sure. Um, what, one of the things that I've really appreciated uh, about being together, we take communion once a month uh, in our, in our church. And it just so happened that, that our first Sunday together fell on a communion Sunday. And that was just, for me, particularly special. I also don't necessarily want to get into like whether or not you should, the people who are still streaming, whether or not they should do communion over the live stream or not. I think churches are, can obey their conscience on that stuff. Um, again, maybe that's another topic for another day. But I just really, doing it together with all of us in the same room, there's just something about communion being embodied that feels right. Now, it felt a little different because rather than, passing the elements the way we normally would. We had these sealed communion cups with rice with a rice wafer in it and all the rest of it. And they're actually kind of difficult to open. So I had to give a little more time for people to figure that out. And also like we don't have children's church going right now for, for various reasons. Um, and so, you know, just instructing parents to, you know, think about that and how you're going to navigate all that. And so I gave a little more instructions before communion than I might you know, ordinarily. Um, but it was just really good to be together and participate in that act of worship together. I hadn't thought about like how meaningful that is in a long time. So it was, it was good from that standpoint. There's something about going without for a while that makes you appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. We've decided that we're not going to do communion until August, mostly because just the extra complications to go about it. We just didn't want to fuss with when we're still trying to get used to reopening. You just don't love the Lord. I, I mean, I, I understand. I'd like to think that's not the reason. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kudos to you. We just kind of figured, you know, we have enough sort of 
stuff to do the first Sunday that we're back. That that's just kind of hold off for us. The moment we shut down, we were thinking about okay, how are we going to do this when it starts again? Yeah, and so we ordered these uh, sealed things, but the wait to get them was like a really long time. Yeah, it's not as expensive as you might think. It was like you know ninety eight bucks for five hundred of them, which for us will last a really long time, and for you, that's you know one time of communion. But 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 for us, it was that was a good solution. Yeah, we haven't figured out what we're going to do for that yet. We we actually kind of alternate when we do it. Well, in normal days, we would you know one month we would and we would do it monthly like you do. Yeah. One month we would pass the plates, you know, pass the elements down the yeah. row, you know. And then the other month we would have everyone come forward. The old rip and dip. Yeah, you know, we'd have elders stationed, you know, kind of at the front. Yeah. They kind of come forward. And people really like that. People, I think people like doing it both ways. I think having the variety helps. But yeah. with, with COVID stuff, we're not quite sure yet how we're going to pull that off. But we kind of decided to punt on that until we just figured out some other things in the meanwhile. Yeah. yeah. There was a, I mean, there is a longing to do it for sure. Yeah, just not yet for us. And this is kind of based on what I'm looking forward to, as well as my experience yesterday preaching to a live audience. Number two thing that we enjoy about worshiping together again is preaching to eyeballs. Yeah. I can't tell you how tired I am of preaching to a screen. <laughs> and the only face I see is mine. That's, that's depressing. I mean, that'd be rough on anybody, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, look, I have a great face for radio. I've been told that that's, that that's yeah. the so, so I, I mean, I really enjoyed yesterday preaching to eyeballs. So there was, I don't know, 30, 40 people in the room or so at this church where I was at. And it was just nice to get some facial expressions and some nonverbal feedback. And it's hard to, it's hard to even put into words how important and how helpful that was. Yeah. I always thought it was probably like the best sermon I've preached in a while, largely just because I'm in a live room, you know, and not just preaching to a screen. So, so mine kind of goes along, not like really... Uh, me, my like seeing people respond to the proclamation of the word is just another way of saying what you just said. Uh, for me, I, I, we've talked about this before. I guess offline we've talked about it. It's a really weird. It was really weird for me not to be able to like see verbal cues or nonverbal cues of how people are responding to to, to the word and to the message. You know, I, I just never thought about how much I depend on who's leaning forward and are they with me. You know what I mean? And so these last few weeks of being able to see people leaning in, writing things down, nodding their heads, or sometimes maybe with a look on their face that they did that they're not even quite sure about what I just said. Uh, having people laugh when I do a joke. I mean, all of that stuff, the stuff you take for granted. They laugh when you joke. I mean, allegedly there, there's one or two actually yesterday, like I did a joke and like one person laughed and then I sat down and um, after I got done and there's a song and this someone who was at home watching the live feed texted and said, I snorted when you did that, <laughs> when you did that joke. Um, but it, it's uh, yeah, just having people respond to uh, the ministry of the word in a way that I can, that's tangible um, is uh, been really meaningful. Not that I need like the affirmation. It's not so much the affirmation as seeing, okay, um, there's something visible about, okay, I can see the, there's work happening inside them. There. Right. right. Yeah. Th that is uh, particularly meaningful I, to me anyway, because again, that's just something I never thought about. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was aware of that that was happening, but never considered until this experience. Right. Yeah. Another one for me, which hit me right away when I got there was uh, seeing the joy of fellowship. 
Yeah. I remember I'm at this church, but I don't really know anybody. So I don't even know who these people are, but, but I, I get there and there's probably eight people standing out front outside the church. It was a gorgeous day. It's a beautiful morning. And they're all standing outside just talking and they're just, you can tell they're just having a great time. You know, they're just having a lot of fun. Yeah. And I was just like, oh man. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sort of like, instead of seeing them, I'm almost seeing like my own church people. You know, like I can imagine different groups of eight or 10 or 12 people from my own church doing this exact same thing of just yeah. hanging out before church, just having a good time, catching yeah. up. You know, I go inside and sort of the same thing is happening inside the building with different kind of groups of people here and there. Just seeing that joy of fellowship and people being together. Like, oh man, I miss that. I, I long for that. I was happy to see yeah. it yesterday, but again, I was sort of seeing someone else's church. Uh, I'm looking forward to it with, with my own church. Yeah, that's been really good to see. Like, so here there's been, like, we used to meet in a storefront before we got our building. Uh, this is before my time here. So they had to get out of the building and leave right after church. And so one of the results of that, there was like a culture of that's just sort of what they do. So like when we first moved into this building, uh, we shared it with another congregation. And so there was a similar, okay, we got to go so the other church can do their thing. Right. But one of the things I've noticed, like since we've been back, is that culture seems to have reversed. And I'm hoping we can hang on to that. People are hanging out afterwards and talking. Now I kick them out of the building and go, okay, let's talk outside. Right. So we're not all, we have limits on like how long we can be in the building. And so we, we have to be mindful of that. But people, people have been hanging out. Even people who like traditionally, like they're gone, you know, the moment the last song is sung. Yeah. I've been hanging out and it's uh it's been good. I'm hoping that good. that's it's the start of a new ethos or culture here. Yeah. We we kind of joke, my wife and I kind of joke because you know, we take Sunday school off for the summer typically. And it's it's kind of a joke because it's like, all right, so the service ends at, you know, 10:45 or 11. Instead of rushing off to Sunday school at 11:15 and then that gets over at 12 and then people hang out for a little bit and it takes till 12:30 before everyone's gone. Well, now church is over at 1045 and there's no Sunday school. So everyone can get home earlier. Well, you know, the joke is like no one really gets home earlier because everyone just stays and hangs out for an extra hour, (laughs) which is, which is wonderful to see. It's like, I'm not getting home any earlier because we're still just, just hanging around talking for time that we would have otherwise been in Sunday school. But there's, I mean, the the joy of fellowship is uh, just a real delight. What's another one for you? Uh, Well, uh, for me, uh, the sound of congregational singing. Like we've had our worship team, um, of course, leading some worship that on live stream. And they're, listen, we have talented musicians, so I'm not saying anything to like take away anything from the work that Nate and his team are doing. Um, but having people in the room and you can hear them singing. The first Sunday, like I, I choked up a little bit. And I'm mm-hmm. not like prone to doing that necessarily. But uh, I did then because it was just a good sound. And having that... Uh, Having that sense of us of our lifting our voices in song together was really moving, and in part because I mean this is a thing that the church has done for a really long time, right? You know, like we 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 tend to we tend to think of like worship music as a new thing, or, or with whatever new new song is coming down the the pipe. And this isn't like a critique of new new worship versus old worship. Maybe again, that's another podcast. Uh, but it was but for me, there was a sense of what we're participating in right now is something that's been going on for centuries where the people gathered and lifting their voices and song to the Lord um, that I hadn't thought about in a long time, but struck me because it's been, because it had been absent for so long. Yeah. I enjoyed the singing yesterday. Again, not, not a church I was 
familiar with, didn't know who the people were or whatever. But just the but fact of it. Yeah. Just the fact that we were singing and, and it yeah. was, you know, fairly simple. Uh, it wasn't like a huge uh, band or whatever. It was a, it was a, a pianist and two singers. It might've been a guitar, so, but it was just ah, live music. Yeah. It's just so much better. I mean, our music team is great. I really think they do wonderful work and they've been doing like these, you know, recorded things where they each record themselves playing and then they stitch it together into one video kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's been really cool. It's been awesome. But, uh, you know, it's just different than just being in person in the same room with live music as well as hearing the congregation sing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Kind of on that note, one of the things I'm looking forward to again, just the sense of teamwork that goes into what happens on a Sunday morning. I love kind of getting here early on a Sunday and yeah, I'm I'm kind of listening to the music team warming up, saying hey to the ushers or sound guys as they're doing their thing. I, I love that. Like I just kind of love seeing everyone kind of in it together. Yeah. And preparing and getting ready to lead. There's a lot of stuff that's happening to make our Sunday mornings work, well, even while we're recording it, but it's all kind of unseen. It all yeah. just kind of heck happens. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what all goes into it. So it's nice to kind of see it happening and to kind of walk. You know, I'm often will kind of like walk back and forth into the sanctuary to put my stuff out there and then back to my office to prepare or whatever. And, you know, and I'm kind of passing all these other people that are doing their things, getting ready. And it's a sense of camaraderie and we're in this, we're preparing together. So I've been lucky. I've kind of had that during the whole time because I've had my worship team here. We usually, we usually have a rotating kind of deal. And now we, we've, we just had a few people who are always on one singer, one guitar player, uh, I guess two singers, one guitar player, a sound guy, and a, a guy running the computer and the, the camera type deal. And they've been here week in and week out. But one, of, but one of the neat things that happened yesterday when we were together, and this might have been my favorite part of the whole service, where I got to publicly honor and acknowledge them. Hmm. And just saying, you know, you guys have all been watching at home, and it looks like that just happens. But it doesn't just happen. These people sacrifice, come, and made it happen. And uh, I mean, I just show up and teach. It's these guys who are doing the real work. I got to thank them publicly and hand them each a gift. And it was, uh, it was good. It was meaningful to have that acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for me, additionally, uh, this kind of goes along with, you know, the joy of fellowship, but just having a conversation with someone face to face. Um, I've talked more on the phone in this season than I probably since high school. You know what I mean? Like when you since AOL instant messenger was invented. Yeah. Like I just haven't like been in, well, and I'm not really a phone person anyway. Probably yeah. the, the phone on the longest is, is probably you because we, you know, we, we don't live in the same town and that's the best way we can have a conversation. But um, I just don't do that. But I've been on the phone a lot. And so, but getting to do shepherding face to face has been nice and meaningful for me. And I just think, the power of presence. I think if there's one thing I've been learning through this whole thing is that presence matters so much. Right. There's just something about occupying the same space that matters. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Another one for me, I thought about this the other day. I'm looking forward to kind of remembering who people are away from their social media accounts. There's some people on social media that it just, just really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I know them in real life and in real life, like they're wonderful. Like I love hanging out with them. They're generous. Yeah. They're you know, all sorts of wonderful qualities, but there's so, like, sometimes their social media feed is just like, really? <laughs> and so I've kind of found myself since I haven't seen them in three months, 
sort of forgetting who they are. Yeah. Uh, especially if, especially if their social media presence is, uh, if they use it more frequently than most, it's like, that's kind of what I've been inundated with as to kind of how I kind of receive them or interact with them. It's like, oh, I'm looking forward to just getting back to them and just talking with them and kind of remembering, oh yeah, this person is pleasant and generous and kind and just really uh, life-giving to be around. Yeah. And, and not just, oh, that post irritated me, you know? Um, right. So, so I, I'm, I've been trying to scale back from social media, especially the last, I don't know, week or so. It tends to su- it tends to suck me back in whenever there's another you know crisis or flare up in the world. But well, it's because it's a dumpster fire again. That's uh, the, that's another that's yeah. another podcast. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to kind of getting to know people again. I agree. Um, I mean, up here social media isn't quite as prevalent as it as it is maybe for you guys. Um, some like I've got the people who you know they do the Trump memes and all that, and I'm just like, uh, but. It's not as prevalent, but uh, I hear what you're saying, and I agree. It's good to remember that there's people behind that. Yeah, there's something about being embodied together and all in the same place, phys- physically and occupying the same space, that I think makes us mindful of the incarnation. That 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 Christ came in time and space with a body and right. was with that he was here, not just in a spiritual sense, but in a physical sense, and I think our being together physically is supposed to picture that um, in, in some way or form, not in like a, you know, not in some weird mystical way, but I just mean there's some, it's supposed to be a reminder that no uh, life, the Christian life is incarnational. It's supposed to be embodied. It's supposed to be shoulder to shoulder. Um, I know that's uncouth with the six feet. You know, if your guess, if your shoulders are really broad, you can make that work, but 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 for mo- but you, you know what I mean? Like I just think yeah, there's a tendency to just kind of reduce people to, you know, how they exist on paper or in theory or on a screen. Yeah, and that can never fully capture someone. There's there's just nothing like being face to face. Yeah, it's why as thankful as I am for the technology, it's not the same thing, because it's supposed to be incarnated. It's supposed to be enfleshed. Like that's what that's what it's supposed to be. And so watching on a screen or listening to a podcast, as you can hear them all turning it off right now, um, <laughs> is, not, is not a substitute for standing next to someone and singing together. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's yeah. not a substitute for that. It's not a substitute for all being in the same time and in the same place, hearing and responding to it. It's just not the same. And so just the act of our being together physically is deeply meaningful it's hard to know what the fallout will be from all of this, you know, a month, six months, a year, six years from now. But I do wonder if, if this was sort of like the great experiment of in social media, you know, or, or online, you know, whatever, uh, you know, schools doing online zoom meetings up the wazoo. It's like, I wonder if this has been our great experiment. Like how much can we really do this? How much can we really kind of live virtual lives? Right. Uh, and I wonder if the, the collective answer has been, no, I agree that like, I think we are going to look back on this time and wonder if some of the ways we do business is going to change for good. And I think that's a good thing. Like, I think we've all learned that there really is a difference between what needs a meeting and what needs an email. I hope so. Like, I think, I think that has been, uh, I think made clear, but I also, I hope, and again, it's hard to say, it's one of those things where after nine 11, remember how there was all that unity and, you know, we're one country. 
and eventually that, you know, well, here we are now <laughs> right. right? as divided as we've been since the civil war. So I think there'll be a season of uh, appreciating the face to face and being embodied, but of course that will fade. Sure. Yeah. Well, the last thing that we'll mention for today that we enjoy about worshiping together again is simply getting dressed for church. Now, hold on everyone who's like, I hate wearing church clothes. But yeah, yesterday I got dressed for church for the first time in three months. Oh, well, on a Sunday, I should say, because I would, I would get dressed on a Saturday to walk down to the church and record a sermon. This first time I like got dressed and then drove to church on a Sunday morning in three months. And there's something about the act of kind of getting dressed that, that just it gets you ready, right? Not just physically ready, but I think mentally, emotionally, spiritually ready. I think there's something to that. Like you, you think about like athletes who, when they're getting ready for the game, you know, they get in the locker room, they, you know, tie their shoelaces a certain way or just kind of the act of sort of putting on the uniform helps them to prepare to do what they do. Right. And so yeah. I, I found that, yeah, you know, it was, it, it helped prepare my heart to get dressed for church. And, you know, whether that means shirt and tie or whatever that means for you, but it, it was really different than just going downstairs in my shorts and t-shirt, sitting on the couch, feet on the ottoman and pressing play to watch the service. Yeah. So I, I actually, I found myself enjoying, and I'm not, I'm a pretty casual guy. I don't typically like getting dressed up, but there's something about, you know, doing that and kind of going through that motion on a Sunday morning that helps me to prepare to get ready to worship. I missed that. I actually, I was kind of surprised at how much I just kind of enjoyed that preparation process. Again, I've been dressing and going to film a service on Sunday mornings. But for one, during the, during the lockdown, one of the things we did is we said, hey, uh, dress for church and then show pic- let's show pictures of us like in the comments, in the comment feed of what you're wearing. So we can see, I mean, you know what I mean? To, to right, try and right, have right. some kind of, you know, normalcy and sense of being together. So yeah, I agree that I think getting whatever it is, you, whatever your like routine is to getting for getting ready for church. And, and I mean, routine in the good sense, not in the, you know, I actually think routine yeah. has a bad reputation, whatever your ritual is. Um, I, I think there's something good about doing that. Getting I agree. Ready, get, I think it's going to be hard for a lot of folks to get out the door on time just because we're so used to Have you seen like the meme of the woman in her, in her bathrobe and curlers and like everyone at church is kind of staring at her and it's like, <laughs> Deborah is having a hard time adjusting to getting dressed for church. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, we might get a few of those. Uh, we'll see. It, it's going to be an adjustment for all of us. I'm kind of curious to see how this coming Sunday will go for us with all the changes and, and new things in place. We're pretty casual here. So I wore a tie yesterday and someone objected. So, you know, it's, yeah. we're pretty varied. We really do run the gamut. We have guys who will wear a shirt and tie, you know, every Sunday. Yeah. And we have guys that are, yeah. you know, jeans and a t-shirt. And we as pastors try to at least somewhat split the middle mir- mirror that, you know, I mean, yeah. most Sundays I'm wearing a suit, you know, but a lot of times I'll wear the suit, but lose the tie. And sometimes yeah. I'll just wear jeans and a sports coat or something. Yeah. You know? ever kind of totally dressed down because I am a, the preacher, you know, but yeah. yeah so we, we try to kind of vary our dress as well. Our, our denominational like differences, I think play out some there in terms of what's expected of you and what's expected of me in that way is different. Um, I don't know what the Presbyterian guy around here does. I don't know. I'll have to go ask him, uh, but, but, but I would imagine it's similar because there, you just have a higher church 
culture, I think, than we do. But probably yeah. it depends on the part of the country. I mean, when yeah. I was in when I was in Florida, it was pretty casual. Never wore a tie. Yeah. No one wore a tie. But yeah. that's Florida. You know what I mean? Colorado is sort of the same way. It's it's different than Florida, but it's also casual. It's mountain casual instead of beach casual. Well. This has been fun to just sort of talk about the things that we either appreciate or are anticipating about being together. And just really, and I think in some ways, it's been fun to just celebrate how faithful God's been in this season. And so uh, we're glad uh, that you could join us for the podcast, and we hope uh, that, you jo- that you'll be able to join us next time. So until next time, uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Kevin. We've been talking church and all the things that we enjoy about worshiping together again. Be warm and be filled.